8.06 here on WUSB, Stony Brook 90.1 FM. This is your host, Christian, and this is the Cafe Americaine radio program, radio show, excuse me, and it is going to be changed, the title, relatively soon, because it's just an awkward, awkward, awkward title to be mulling about. So, every other week, we broadcast to you live from Long Island's Gold Coast, from 8 to 10 p.m., uh, we talk about politics, current events, and all sorts of good things. When I'm with somebody else, it's usually about smut, but tonight I am solo. And there is plenty to talk about. I mean, we, it, being that this is a political slash current events program, show, sorry. No, you can, you can leave it. It's okay. No one's going to bite you. It's fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so, being that this is a political uh, current events show, uh, th- there's plenty to talk about, and we will start. I mean, we've been talking about COVID for weeks now, and how there is data that just sounds suspicious, and we'll probably start with that. And then later on in the program, we're obviously going to talk about things like Antifa and the gentleman, the African American gentleman that was supposedly killed uh by the police officer in minnesota then there's a whole bunch of suspicious things going on with all those riots including pallets of bricks yes mason work being left across all of these cities abandoned right near protest zones so that's inc- that is extremely suspicious to me uh because as you know i am a essentially i'm a dot connector and a brilliant one at that so Let's start with some more lighthearted news. As you know, SpaceX launched into space. We finally got mankind back into the realms of the heavens. Well, the issue is the video that they decided to post that shows SpaceX being launched into the heavens. And you see... Uh, Two videos side by side. You see one of the booster itself, you know, with the flames coming out of it and everything being launched and all the fire and brimstone. And then you've got another shot of it that is beside the rocket itself. And you see the uh, fisheye lens of Earth and how it's bent a little bit more than what it's supposed to be. Uh, for all you flat earthers out there. Um, And, well, if you go into the video for a couple of minutes and you watch both sides split screen, and you're like, wow, am I proud to be a human being. And gosh, I really hope that mankind can set foot on Mars or the moon again. I should say publicly again and release it again. But as we watch the video in awe of Elon Musk's next uh, uh, adventure into the realms of the heavens, we happen to observe a rat. Not a human rat, an actual rat scurrying about on the booster rocket, supposedly, that is being broadcast to us via video from space. So, yeah, I would really, really like to know whether or not rats can actually live in space, because that would suddenly explain why rats are prevalent everywhere. Or I would like to know what program Elon Musk used then he neglected. What green screen did he use for the background 
being Earth, but he somehow neglected uh, to have that to have that removed. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, the SpaceX launch is probably a fake. Or the video that he's posting is probably a fake. The, the launch obviously is not a fake, but the video that they're saying is the actual launch proposed for public consumption is obviously fake because you're not going to have a rat crawl around on the booster rocket in space. I'm sorry. So that's the first thing. So <laughs> you got rats crawling around everywhere. And then... We what else do we have? I mean, we we ha- we cannot not touch COVID. Actually, we can. We, you know what? One more thing. I'm going to try and play this. Uh, we so Hillary Clinton. Now, here's the thing about Hillary Clinton. You got Joseph Biden out there. He's muttering and puttering about minding his own business, attempting to avoid senility. To the best of his abilities. That rhymes, by the way. And you've got all of the media and all of the Democrats doing their very best to keep Joseph Biden out of the media spotlight. They they don't want him leaving his basement. Because if he left his basement, he would make more of an ass out of himself than what he has already done. He can't form coherent sentences unless he's got vitamin B shots before a presentation or a rally. And when he does talk, he sounds like a moron. And it's not his fault. He's just, he's he's losing it. He doesn't have a choice. It's not his, I mean, it's a mental problem. It is a neuro-linguistic problem that he has going on here. And there, I, do not get me wrong about this. The Democrats aren't trying to elect Joseph Biden. They're trying to unelect Donald Trump. Because if you notice any everything, where are the big donors for Joseph Biden? You don't hear anybody. Where are the ads for Joseph Biden? You don't hear anything. What you do hear is a whole bunch of attacks on Donald Trump. Now, don't call up the station saying, oh, we've got a Donald Trump supporter on our hands, because you don't. I don't necessarily support Donald Trump. I see his view. I'm a little more sympathetic in certain aspects, but that's about it. So here's the thing. Do not, under any circumstances, think that Joseph Biden is the actual Democrat nominee for 2020. Don't think about that for a second. Now, you got Kamala Harris out there. The uh, she sucks up to everybody in Wall Street. She closes down the Hamptons every time she tries to do a fundraiser because she's sucking up to people out there. So she's a dirtbag. But let us let us just see what what other what other Democrat could be out there that's trying to run. What other? Oh, I know. Who's the one that lost in 2016? That's none other than Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton was on Rachel Maddow's show. Rachel Maddow likes to go fishing in more than one way. And Rachel Maddow is talking to Hillary Clinton about, oh, gosh, what could go wrong next? And Hillary Clinton decided to pontificate. And here she is right now. Republicans, look at the... Trump White House and say, well, you know, 
the Russians probably did help them, you know, to whatever extent we may not yet know. So we're not going to go there. We're going to do what they tell us. Imagine, Rachel, that you had one of the Democratic nominees for 2020 uh, on your show. Mm -hmm. And that person said, you know, the only other adversary of ours who's anywhere near as good as the Russians is China. So why should Russia have all the fun? And since Russia is clearly backing Republicans, why don't we ask China to back us? I hereby tonight ask China. That's right. And not only that, China, if you're listening, why don't you get Trump's tax returns? I'm sure our media would richly reward you. Now, according to the Mueller report, that is not conspiracy because it's done right out in the open. So if after this hypothetical Democratic candidate says this on your show, within hours, all of a sudden the IRS offices are bombarded with incredibly sophisticated cyber tools looking for Trump's tax returns and then extracts them and then passes them to whatever the new WikiLeaks happens to be and they start being unraveled and disclosed. Nothing wrong with that. What? Did you just essentially hear what Hillary Clinton just said? Hillary Clinton basically just said that she is going to be the Democrat nominee. She basically asked her Chinese friends, because there are plenty of instances where the Clintons helped the Chinese via Chicago underground and Chicago mafia members through, oddly enough, through minority liberation fronts in Chicago when Bill Clinton was president. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton According to the Skolnick report, Sherman Skolnick, who died a couple of years ago, they were selling nuclear secrets to the Chinese. So the Clintons have a very good relationship with the Chinese, if we're to believe Sherman Skolnick. Now she's basically saying, I want you to hack anything Donald Trump related to get his tax returns and to leak them in a new WikiLeaks style website. That's basically what she's saying. She just asked a foreign nation to go after a United States president and hack his files who, to hack his tax returns. And this woman is still walking the streets. This fictitious Democrat candidate is still out there. She's asking foreign countries to hack a president's private files. Why isn't this person being investigated right now? Always running like I'm racing, world keeps spinning while I try to chase it down. Always sooner, never later, and I only know one way to. Slow it down I wanna hear you breathing Feel your head there on my shoulder When this whole crazy life is moving way too fast I wanna dance real slow Look your arms around me, let me hold 
I want to hear you tell me don't let go. I love it when we dance real slow. We can go out honky-tonking or stay here where no one's watching me and you. Light a candle in the kitchen I can clear a spot out if you want me to Put on a record, find a station on the radio If it's too rockin', all we gotta do is close our eyes and dance Real slow Put your arms around me, let me hold Eight twenty here on WUSB Stony Brook ninety point one FM. You're listening to the Cafe American Radio Show. I'm your host Christian, and uh, we talk about politics every other week. As I quickly sift through my mobile device to try and find what I was looking for, and I can't find what I was looking for. How disappointing! So, uh, before we get into COVID and what happened with the whole Minnesota in- incident. Uh, there was something that happened very, that's very, very important in regards to Russiagate. Uh, so Flynn, General Flynn, he is the one that was nailed big time by corrupt Democrat leaning FBI, CIA, to, uh, maybe Department of Homeland Security, but DNI, DNI Director of National Intelligence, that whole crowd. And it appears that Barack Obama has had his fingertips involved the whole time. So, one of the most ickiest things on the planet happened to have been a phone call between 
Ambassador Kislyak, which is the Russian ambassador, and General Flynn. Once the transition period was about to take place. At the end of December, and this whole conversation is the crux of the Democrat argument as to why General Flynn is guilty of tr- of lying to Congress. He's not guilty of treason. He's not guilty of colluding with Russians because collusion is not a legal term. You can't be guilty of collusion. That was another hoodwink that the media and the Democrats tried to throw over your eyes. So this whole conversation, which the Democrats would not release, and then they say, oh, well, it was a, a Republican-run Congress, at the t- and the, the committee was Republican-run, and stop it. Stop it. This, you, we all know that Democrat and Republican Party affiliation is irrelevant at this point in the United States' history. It's whether or not you are anti or pro Trump, as far as a politician is concerned, I'm more anywhere along the lines of being pro-human and anti-BS. So this whole transcript, this whole phone call was the crux of the Democrat argument that Flynn is guilty as sin and he must be knocked out. Well, acting director of national intelligence, Grinnell, who retired or resigned, I should say, he didn't retire, he resigned. Uh, He made public and declassified the conversation and the transcripts with – between Kislyak and – what's his face? Flynn. And do you know what they found in there? They found nothing. They found nothing. The Democrats were lying about what was in that phone call between Kislyak and Flynn. Now, the next question you have to ask yourself is, was Kislyak compromised? Was Kislyak part of a CIA-leaning, Democrat-leaning, globalist-leaning agenda to make the Trump administration pay for winning the election. And I would probably lean towards the assumption of yes. Because this phone call, if you read the transcripts, it seems as though Kislyak was doing a favor for somebody. And what they were trying to do was trying to get Flynn to get into hot water in some way with somebody from Russia. And it didn't work. The only thing you got out of these phone conversations between Kislyak and Flynn was that Kislyak and Flynn both agreed that ISIS was an issue. And Flynn even said that ISIS and the same people that are causing problems in the Middle East are causing problems in the United States. And Flynn and Kislyak and the United States and Russia share a common enemy. So that in itself is huge news because as we all know, we're political scientists here and we're pretty smart. If you're listening to this program, you're a smart person. That ISIS was created and funded and armed by Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Clapper and so on and so forth. You get the idea. 
ISIS was a Democrat slash globalist pipe dream or wet dream, I should say, and it came true. The whole thing with Libya and Ambassador Stevens, the reason why that was such a big deal. Remember that? Ambassador Stevens died. Hillary Clinton went on Capitol Hill and said, what difference does it make if one person died? And they blamed it all on protesters. Wrong. Wrong. Because Hillary Clinton was using an unsecured server for her emails, somebody was able to read those emails about the weapons transfers that were going on from Libya to Turkey and summarily to ISIS. Because Turkey and Israel were supporting ISIS the whole time, along with the French, British, and the United States, to unravel Syria. So... I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And so what Flynn and Kislyak is saying, basically the same people that are responsible for the genesis of ISIS are the same people against the Trump administration in the United States. It went so far that Ambassador Kislyak from Russia decided to warn Trump and warn Flynn that Flynn is going to be the target of a Russian collusion narrative. And lo and behold, he was. And that's why I say that somebody asked Kislyak to perform a favor. Because they wanted Kislyak to reach out to Flynn. And they wanted Flynn to slip up. You thought I was going to say the F-bomb there. They wanted Flynn to slip up so that they can get Flynn on treason or conspiracy or some sort of dumb narrative that involved Russians. And it didn't work. But that didn't stop the corrupt FBI on keeping a case open against Flynn with no basis. The whole Russiagate narrative is nothing. It's nothing. They had no reason to open up any sort of FISA gate, FISA warrant applications. No reason. There was nothing to go on. If there was something to go on, don't you think three years later we would have heard about it? If Trump or Flynn or anybody in the Trump administration did something to betray the United States, don't you think it would have been leaked by this point? And it hasn't, because he hasn't done anything. And this is the only thing Democrats have been running on for the past three years. Four years, we might as well say. That's your big campaign speech? Trump did something with Russia? No, and he didn't. And it's all debunked now. And you think that these people that decided to try and and essentially... Knock Trump out of the way. You really think that these people are going to get off scot-free? You know they're not. And we are, I guarantee you, we are in an excellent spot for an October surprise. One, Hillary Clinton jumping into the ring because all of the delegates will, I don't, don't, this is my prediction. The delegates are going to nominate Hillary Clinton 
Biden is going to step down and they're going to give Hillary Clinton the nomination. And two, on the Trump side, don't think for any minute that he's not going to get his revenge with indictments in October for some of these people. Mark my words. It's 830 here on WUSB Stony Brook, 90.1 FM. February is Low Vision Awareness Month. Low vision affects millions of Americans, including many older adults in your community. Low vision can make it hard to do things like reading, shopping, cooking, or writing. And it can't be fixed with eyeglasses, contact lenses, medications, or surgery. But there's good news. Vision rehabilitation can help people with low vision stay independent and make the most of their sight. Low Vision Awareness Month is a time to raise awareness about low vision and spread the word about vision rehabilitation services. For more information, please visit health.gov. All thunderstorms produce lightning and are dangerous. Lightning often strikes as far as 10 miles away from any rainfall. Many deaths from lightning occur ahead of the storm. So don't wait until the last minute before seeking shelter. Remember, you are in danger from lightning if you can hear thunder. Learn more about lightning safety at www.lightningsafety.noaa.gov. Lightning kills Play it safe. This message brought to you by the Iowa High School Athletic Association and your local National Weather Service office. Whiskey is a gasoline that lights the fire that burns the bridge. Ice creates the water that's no longer running under it. Stool holds Leaving it off 
happens in every little honky-tonk bar Whiskey is a gasoline that lights a fire that burns the breeze Eight thirty-four here on WUSP Stony Brook ninety point one FM. This is the Cafe American Radio Show. This is a show about politics, and we talk about it for two hours every other Sunday. So it averages out for an hour a week. And if you don't like it, well, change the channel. But you are going to listen to brilliance. We spoke about so many things so far, and now we're going to delve into COVID and the myth about COVID. Remember COVID? You had to put your mask on, and if you if somebody coughed in a store, then that cough and those germs could travel 20 feet over aisles through walls. It could stick onto your gas pump for days on end and it could just spread and the worst thing is you don't even know if you have it because you could have it and you could spread it to other people but you may not have any symptoms yourself talk about a boogeyman this thing is relentless so the only thing we can do is vaccinate 7.5 billion people to be safe against this scourge of COVID. Meanwhile, we find out that N95 masks don't protect against any viruses, never mind the COVID virus, because the masks and the material are too large for the virus. Now, at the same time, a mask will stop icky germs from spreading if somebody coughs because they're wearing a mask. And the other thing, oh boy, the only other thing we can do here is form contact tracers. Oh, okay, what's a contact tracer and how is that going to help me? Well, a contact tracer is nothing more than a Gestapo agent. They go around, they knock at your door, And they find out whether or not you've got COVID. And if you do, they find out who you've spoken with. And they make you download an app. And you must have your Bluetooth on so it can register with other downloaded apps in the area. And people will summarily know whether or not you've got COVID. Now, what they're not telling you is that the majority of tests for the antibodies and whether or not COVID is actually in your system happen to be extremely faulty. And we look at examples from Tanzania, Burundi, and Madagascar. I think I spoke about this the last time. The president of Tanzania said, okay, yeah, we got these tests. We're going to really test them. And what he did was he tested a goat, uh, a quail, and a fruit. And all three of those things came back positive, testing positive for COVID. Now, I'm pretty sure a fruit, and the president, uh, to clarify, the president of Tanzania, a fruit from a tree, uh, he... <laughs> He tested that kind of fruit, and it came back positive. Now, I'm pretty sure that trees and fruits from trees are not going to be testing positive for COVID. So the tests were compromised. And the CDC came out this week and said, oh, yeah, by the way, um, we've got some clarifications for you. Guess what? Guess what? 
the death rate for COVID-19 is extremely low. Like, really, really super low. And we kind of messed up the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> Boy. Turned out that 43% of all COVID deaths... Now, when I say COVID death, we have to go along the lines of how that data is gathered. And they count a COVID death as anybody that died that tests positive for COVID, whether or not they actually had COVID, whether or not the test was in fact accurate, whether or not they actually had COVID but experienced no symptoms. You could have died from a bazooka to the face, but if you tested positive for COVID, you died of COVID. So, That's the criteria that they're using. 43% of those cases happened uh, of people that have died from those cases are from elderly homes. Uh Uh-huh. And it turns out that about point, point, oh gosh, here we go, point zero zero four percent of people that died actually died from COVID alone. So I think this statistic is something that I brought up months and weeks ago. So what I'm saying is people that have died only from COVID, not, oh, he's tested, tested positive upon his death. He, he died from COVID. 0.004%. Does that statistic sound like something that's strong enough to shut down nations? And the answer to that question is obviously no. So what's really going on? Why all of a sudden do we need to wear masks? Why all of a sudden do we need to shut down all of these states and all of these countries? Why do we all of a sudden need what they call contact tracers? where they can knock at your door, where they can drag you out of your house. Literally drag you out of your house. If you do not want to get vaccinated, and that's what's happening in New York State, by the way, with Cuomo. And Cuomo did another thing this week. He, at the 11th hour, and he does this all the time, all the time. On a Thursday night, the night before, a part of New York is supposed to open up and enter into a phase one opening or a phase two opening, such as in New York State, New York, uh, upstate New York. Oh, well, we're giving the data to international experts and, and I, I, I can't be uh, I can't be the one that opens up the state. So we're going to wait for this data to be analyzed by international experts. And Well, who are these international experts? And why are you baiting and switching the citizens of New York to fulfill your Democrat Party obligations of dragging this reopening through the mud for as long as you possibly can? Everyone loves Cuomo and his pierced nipples. I don't. I don't care so much about his pierced nipples. It's relevant to me. If if he likes people twisting him, that's his own business. I'm not going to fault the guy for that. But dragging New York through the mud and hindering my life and hindering whether or not 
I can get my nipples twisted, that's going to be a problem because I can't go on dates or whatever. So that's my problem with Cuomo. I can't get my nipples twisted. <laughs> no, but I seriously think he's an a-hole and he's playing games. And that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah, And every time there's a delay... Every time there's a delay, it's always a two-week delay. So now New York City is supposed to open up on June 8th, phase one, of course, June 8th. Okay, so June 8th, phase one, is supposed to be two weeks. And every phase is supposed to be two weeks. So essentially, we're looking at ten weeks. And if there's a delay in any of those, that's another two weeks. So if June 8th is the date, you got July 8th, August 8th, you're essentially looking at a mid-August to late-August reopening, full, full reopening of New York City, assuming there aren't any other hindrances. So this whole thing is a sham. It's a sham. There's, this, is, this has nothing to do with a virus. Mark my words, this has nothing to do with the virus. Because it also came out, because they, they did a study. They did a study on which counties were affected most by COVID. And lo and behold, oh my gosh, it's all Democrat counties that are affected by COVID the most. That, that, that doesn't happen by accident. What that says to me is that a lot of these Democrats are coordinating with each other to make COVID look a lot worse than what it actually is. Now, we can go into why people get sick. I'm not going to diminish the value of a life that was lost through COVID. I'm not going to diminish somebody that experienced being intubated or going on a ventilator. I'm not going to diminish that experience at all because it did happen and it was awful. But I am going to question the numbers. And I am going to question whether or not the tests are accurate. And I am going to question whether or not these people were given proper treatment for the symptoms that they were exhibiting. Because we've heard plenty of stories. And I know people that work in the hospital systems. And they've told me this. That if they think they're suffering from COVID, they've got COVID and treated as such. So that means that if they are being, if it's assumed that they have COVID, then to essentially to every to every problem, I can't even speak now. I'm so worked up, and I'm also looking at the clock too. So it's eight forty-five. But anyway, essentially what happens is they misdiagnose you and they treat you incorrectly for something that you don't have. And so they exacerbate the problem by giving you treatments for something that is irrelevant to you. Every problem to a hammer is a nail. You understand what I'm saying here? So if they treat you incorrectly, they diagnose you incorrectly, they give you a test that's, that gives you a false positive, guess what? It looks a lot worse. And, by the way, the Democrat governors, with the worst records, by the way, all forced old folks' homes to accept COVID patients. And thereby, they are breeding grounds for making this thing a lot worse than what it already was. 
I'm telling you, this was not and is not about a virus. And this is my opinion, so don't call up the station. This is not and was not about a virus. This was all about tanking the economy and strangling the two states, New York and and California, strangling their economies to get a Democrat elected. That's what this was all about.
8.50. Wow, almost an hour into the books here on WUSB, Stony Brook 90.1 FM. We're talking about COVID. This is the Cafe American Radio Show. I'm your host, Christian, and so on and so forth. We're here every other Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. We talk about politics, current events, and hopefully at some point when this whole COVID hoax is, I mean, COVID thing is over with, then uh, we'll be able to bring in guests once again. It won't be the dirt bag that I used to do the show with. Show with, but whatever. Uh, so, going along with this host, MS uh, hoax. I'm sorry, MSNBC was called out on their nonsense on Twitter. They were doing a on the scene show, and they were broadcasting on Memorial Day about the scourge of COVID. <laughs> and it turned out they were called out on all their BS by somebody off camera. Because some, And it made it onto the air. And the person yelled out, half your crew's not wearing masks. So if COVID is so deadly, then how come your crews aren't wearing masks? And the same thing happened to CNN's Gary Tuckman. He's on TV. He's covered in a mask. He's on a beach saying, oh, my God, COVID is going to come back worse than ever. And it's going to be bigger than the plague, bigger than the Black Plague. Big, big, so big. Millions of dead. So this moron is on camera. He's got a mask on. And then as soon as the camera turns off, he takes the mask off and he's walking around like nothing ever bothered him. And same thing with the morons from MSNBC. So you have to start questioning who's reporting what and why they're reporting it. What's the angle in their reporting? And then we move on to hydroxychloroquine studies. And the big one, especially if you're a liberal, not saying that I'm a conservative, but especially if you're a liberal, you all came out. Wow. Y'all. I don't think I've ever said that before. Everyone came out. That's probably all the country songs I've been playing. Everyone came out to see hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Look at this study. It clearly doesn't work. Uh, We're going to reference the study that was done by, uh, what is this? The, The Lancet study. That's what it was. Well, the Lancet study was done, and hydroxychloroquine was very deadly. And so this study came out, and France banned the use of hydroxychloroquine, which is the drug that the the <laughs> the drug which is very very cheap takes about it takes dimes, tens of cents to produce, tens of cents to produce, and this is the same drug that's been out for forty years, the same drug that people have been on. For years. And the same drug that Trump has touted as being an effective remedy for any COVID-like symptoms. And now there is evidence that COVID is not respiratory, but it's vascular. So, and apparently that makes sense. I, I saw a couple of articles on it. I didn't read them, but it would make sense. Anyway, so France banned hydroxychloroquine. The Veterans Administration banned hydroxychloroquine. But we, we also read stories about how they're using it, too. Now, the Lancet study comes out, and everyone says, oh, this is it. This is the end of it. What we need is a vaccine that instead costs $1,000 
per inoculation. We don't need something like hydroxychloroquine, which costs tens of cents to produce. No, we don't need that. We need something that costs $1,000 per inoculation. That way the big pharma can dip their beaks into what's going on here. And so the Lancet study comes out, and everybody, all the liberals, they're all using the Lancet study as their, see, Trump is wrong. Trump is trying to kill you. Yes, Trump's trying to kill you. That's exactly what it is. He hates people, and he wants people to die. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, sweetheart. So the issue with the Lancet study is the following. That everybody that has used hydroxychloroquine, from what I've read, I'm not a doctor, don't take my word for it. Read it on your own. From what I've read, everyone that is touting the usefulness of hydroxychloroquine has also used a zinc supplement to go along with it. The Lancet study omits the administration of any sort of zinc. So you are not giving the people the proper remedy for the issue they're experiencing. So yes, of course, if you rig the testing, it's going to give you the results that you want so that you can summarily get vaccinations that cost a thousand bucks per vaccination out into the market and keep people locked down until this thing gets tested and passes any sort of rigged rigors. So that's what it is. People in India, they're using it. They're using it. Turkey, they're using it. You can tell I'm reading here. So all of these countries are using it. And the Lancet study comes out, and that's what they're using. See, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So do you understand what's going on here? Are you starting to see what's really the whole thing behind all this? You've got a disease that affects 0.004% of the population suddenly close down the whole country. You've got a generic remedy that has been on the market for decades that costs dimes to make. But somehow we're going to go with studies that don't introduce all of the items for the proper treatment of the symptoms you're experiencing. So immediately, if you're given half the recommendations, so you're not given the zinc for the, with the hydroxychloroquine, then forget about it. It's done, and you can't use that, and hydroxychloroquine is out the window. And the only way, according to Bill Gates and others, the only way we're going to get out of this, including Cuomo, now that dirtbag, uh, he came out and said the same thing, that New York should be a vaccinating testing ground. And he's taking recommendations from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, Bill Gates comes from a family of eugenicists. His father, his mother, they don't like people of certain races. Bill Melinda Gates walks around with upside-down crosses for jewelry. Those are signs, upside-down crosses, that is a sign of Luciferian occultism. And of course you say, oh, that's nonsense. Of course, there, there, Satanism doesn't exist. Of course it does. Of course it does. Does anybody remember Jeffrey Epstein? And, oh my gosh, Bill Gates, pictured with plenty of scenes involving Jeffrey Epstein, including 
his piqued interest in Jeffrey Epstein's ranch in New Mexico, which was focusing on allowing up to 20 women to sire Jeffrey Epstein's children to seed a new race of Jeffrey Epstein's. Yes! But we're supposed to trust Bill Gates with the future of our health with vaccines. Bill Gates, who appeared on TED Talks, to say that vaccines could control about 10 to 15% of the population growth. Well, what does he mean by that? He means that there are sterilizing agents within the vaccines that he's administering. Look at the statistics of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and how many people, how many lives they destroyed in India with their vaccine programs. 490,000 people were affected by their vaccines half a million people lives destroyed by the bill and melinda gates foundation and now you want me to believe that bill and melinda gates have my best interests in mind have 7.5 billion people's best interests in mind when he's also talking about putting nano tattoos into the vaccines so that people with cell phones smartphones can read them Yeah. Okay. Okay, sure. And we all know, we all know that any mainstream media source is in the pockets of Big Pharma. So, of course, they're going to downplay the effects of hydroxychloroquine and upplay the effects of a new vaccine.